Alrighty, welcome to another episode of Church Lives Podcast, the podcast where we expose the lives of the church one scripture at a time. I am your host, Doug, and I'm joined by my co-host. Hey, happy new year, everybody. Happy hey. new year. I'm sure you all were wondering like, what the new year's in January. No, it's not. No, it's <laughs> not. It's not in January. That's another lie that's been told to you. So we're right. back for season three. Ready to drop some more heat and yep. people upset because Easter's coming up. Everybody's favorite pagan holiday, <laughs> Christmas. So we're here about the burst of bubbles, but we're not going to talk about Easter yet. But that's right. definitely on the board. Right. Well, you know, Lent comes first. And so we, you know, we're going we gonna to deal with Lent a little bit later. Right. But, uh, like like Doc said, Happy New Year, according to the scripture and according to everybody else on planet Earth, the New Year starts in the spring, not in the dead of winter. Everything is dead in wintertime. Spring is when everything comes alive. According to the book Enoch, when the day and the night are equal, that's the beginning of the year. The day and the night are equal at the spring equinox. So there you go. There's a little drop in the bucket for you. Yeah. Look at that. Argue with yourselves. Right. <laughs> right. All right. So this year, we are going to try to focus more on what it means to keep the commandments. And we're starting off this year with season three. Like Doc said, it is going to be Christianity versus the commandments. What's the difference? Why do I need to keep the commandments if I consider myself a Christian? If I'm a Christian, I say I believe. What's the point of the commandments? Why should I follow that? Don't I already keep the commandments? Don't I already do enough to get into heaven? Well, we're going to discuss that. Yeah. All right. So we're going to dispel some, some myths. You know, people think that, you know, if you're keeping the commandments, then that means you're supposed to sacrifice three lambs at 9, 12, and 3 p.m. You're supposed to uh, get your grain offerings and do all of that. No, 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 no. That is not what the Most High is talking about when he tells us to keep the commandments. And we're going to explain all of that. Uh, today is just going to be an introduction into um, the basic understanding of what it means to keep the commandments and the specific commandments that we're supposed to keep. Now, I want to start off with this. So, it, Doc, one of the first things that, that I heard from people when, when you say, you know, well, we're supposed to keep the commandments, it's too many to keep. Oh, yeah. Oh, one of the biz- biggest excuses around. Oh, there's just so many. There's like over 600 commandments that we got to keep. And then not even realizing that you keep thousands of laws every day without even realizing it. So I don't want to hear it. There, there isn't even a comparison to the amount of laws in the United States of America compared to the amount of laws in the Torah. Not even, not even close. Not even close. Uh, so, 
that that excuse is really, in my opinion, it's a cop out. Yes. I don't want to have to do something extra. I don't want to have to be held accountable. Right. I want to just believe and still be able to do whatever else I want to do. And get out of hell free card, like you always say. Uh But, I mean, if, if, if you really want to know, you know, what the whole heaven and hell thing is all about, go back and listen to our very first series, The Truth About Salvation. We explain that concept where salvation is not, you know, well, I believe Jesus died on the cross, rose from the dead. I say with my mouth, he's my Lord and Savior. So that means I go to heaven when I die. It's, there's nowhere in the Bible. Nowhere. Nowhere in the Bible. Nowhere. Say that. So we explain what that really means. And even even from a technical perspective, um, your um, since heaven is going to be coming here, what sense would it make from a logical perspective for you to go up just for you to come back down? Right. Absolutely. But they that's that's another thing. You know, they don't teach that in church. They teach that heaven. It's somewhere up there, and when it all ends, we going up there. No, the Bible says it's coming down here. He said, "I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and new Jerusalem as a bride adorned for her husband coming down from the heavens." And the Scripture said that the tabernacle of the Most High was among men. That's why Yahusha said, "Your kingdom come." Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, meaning that heaven is to come down here. So anyway, that's a side note. Yeah. But the point of it is that there is no, I just say this and I'm good when it comes to the most high and when it comes to truly following his word and telling people that, well, you have to also keep his commandments. That's becomes too much and the sad thing is people won't even read what the commandments are to see what they say right they won't even read it i said have you have you have you read them no but i know it's a lot have you read them (laughs) have you read them i mean i mean it's about sacrificing man to bulls i said no no it's not (laughs) like is not what you're reading is out of context. Those were the commandments for the priests. The priests no longer exist. We have a high priest who is Yahusha, so all of the priestly duties are done away with. Those things are gone. As a matter of fact, he didn't remove the order of the priest. He just replaced the priesthood with Yahusha. Right. Because remember, in Revelation, he said what? He said when he returns, he's going to select some of his chosen people to be priests before him. So the priesthood is still going to be in operation. It's just not an operation at this moment. Right. Because we have one who already sacrificed for us. That's Yahushua. So all of them, we got to sacrifice man to ghosts. No, 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 no. And that portion no. of the thing was done away with. That right. not mean that, oh yeah, his death, we don't have to do anything else because his death covered it. No, that's not what that means. It means that this portion... This, this this section here that the priests 
Only, only the priests. Only the priests. We gotta stress this enough. Only the priests. Only the priests did. It's right. done because Yahusha was that sacrifice. Everything else is still is still in effect. But don't don't get it twisted. Don't be trying to convince yourself that there's nothing required of you to walk this walk because that's what we've been conditioned with. And just to just to um, I don't know if I brought this up. I probably have, but I'm gonna bring it up again. Like when you think about how different religions and different orders are set up, every single order has a deity that they worship, a book that they uh, a book of instruction that they obey. And in that book is laws that they adhere to and holy days that they follow. Whether it be your Muslim, whether it be your Jewish, whether it be your Buddhist, whether it be your anything. Christianity is the only religion that I know of that has a deity but doesn't obey him, has a book that they don't even read, has laws that they say is done away with when nowhere in the word says it is, that isn't. And then they uh, deliberately worship the holidays that the deity that they claim to worship poses. Because if they would have actually read the book, they would know what what holidays, what holy days they should be obeying. It's very backwards. It's it's fundamentally obscure I guess I guess is the word that I that I would use because like like we say all the time we have this book we call it the Bible we pick and choose what we want to follow no no other religion does that they follow their whole book except for Christianity we only follow the New Testament and and Psalm and we only follow the parts of the New Testament that we understand yeah the parts that we don't understand we just keep on you know we, we ain't talking about we, that. we say that it's not important or just don't even cover it. And even in Psalms and Proverbs, right. take the portions that they like out of that. Oh, Psalms 23. Oh, yeah, let's keep that. 
Psalms 109, uh, that's a little too mean. We'll just not mention that at all. Right. Even though David, a man after the most high's own heart, prayed that prayer, vengeance on his enemies. Mm -hmm. So, well, again, the, the, the point is to, to understand that we're supposed to follow the whole book from Genesis to Revelation. We're not supposed to say, well, the Old Testament is done away with. We don't have to follow those laws. When nowhere in the New Testament does it say that. It doesn't. There's a couple of scriptures out of context that when you hear them in church, it makes it appear like the law is done away with. But again, we've already discussed those scriptures in previous podcasts, so we're not going to go over all that. Right. When it, when it comes to the main difference of Christianity and keeping the commandments, Christianity is based on belief, belief alone. It doesn't matter what you do. Now, there are many Christians who are trying to, quote unquote, live right, meaning, you know, not drink, not smoke, not curse, not kill people, not having uh, affairs and all that type of stuff. There are many who are doing that. But according to the scripture, that is not exactly what it means to live right. The Bible tells us what it means to live right. It will be righteousness for you if you do all the things that Yahuwah, your Elohim, commands you to do. Deuteronomy chapter 6. So he tells us what righteousness is. Living right. He tells us what living right is. It's keeping his commandments. And so this is why it's so important for uh, Christians, people who call themselves Christians, to read exactly what is in the Torah. To read exactly what is in the commandments. Because a lot of us who call ourselves Christians, a lot of them who call themselves Christians, think that they're living right by not doing these certain things over here. But there are some things that's in the Torah specifically that they're not doing, but thinking that they're living right. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go over a few of them. So we're going to start in Exodus. And we're going to start with Churchianity 101, the Ten Commandments. Churchianity 101. So the Ten Commandments are in Exodus chapter 20. And as we go through these, we're going to talk about where these Ten Commandments are actually broken in Christianity. So Exodus 20, verse 1, and we're going to show how Christianity breaks, actually breaks these commandments, all right? And I'm sorry, and Elohim spoke all these words, saying, I am Yahuwah, your Elohim. In New King James, it says Lord God, but we know Lord God means Yahuwah, which is his, his true name. I am Yahuwah, your Elohim, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. So these are the commandments that the Most High gave Moses to give to the children of Israel. Everything in Christianity is based on these instructions that he gave to the children of Israel. We have to remember that. 
the original instructions started with Israel. That's where they started. So we can't just say, oh, well, you know, well, well these things uh, is different today than how it was then. No, in its context, he gave the commandments when he brought the children of Israel out of bondage. All right. So verse three, you shall have no other gods before me in Christianity. How many other gods are worshipped in Christianity? Name, name some, Doc. All right. So we got Ishtar. We got Baal. We got, like, we, like let's count the weight. Like, bro. Like, um, with, with Easter alone is Ishtar. With Lent, you have uh, Tammuz, as well as um, mm -hmm. Nimrod, that whole family. Mm -hmm. And then um, when you got um, like we went over this with uh, Christmas as well, in terms of like how many deities right. is worshipped there, like it's a plethora of deities, including the lowercase t that people liken to uh, Christ. It's like no, that is not that has nothing to do with Yahusha. That has everything to do with Tammuz. Congratulations, you played yourself. And, right. Hey, and not only that, but. The gods of Sunday, because we haven't discussed them. Oh. The Sunday gods, Apollo. Egypt. All, all of the gods of the sun, the Egypt, yep, Horus. All, all of the pagan sun gods, uh, Mithras, you know, um, Jesus, E-S-U-S, -S, that's another word for Zeus. Zeus is also spelled in some cases E-S-U-S, -S, that's where his name comes from. So these are all of the other gods that are associated with Christianity and in turn worshiped by Christians, even though they don't know it. I mean, think about it. Most Christians don't know where the origin of the name Jesus Christ came from. They don't know the origin of uh, Lord they don't know the origin of God. They don't. They don't know the origin of any of. They don't even know the origin of the Easter, holidays that they celebrate because we uh, people have been conditioned into simply not questioning it. Mm -hmm. It's just something that you and your family did. It was just a family tradition that you were just supposed to obey, and you don't really have a logical explanation as to why you're worshiping it, as well as why these holidays that you're doing don't come up in the word that you say that you read. You, you get it from your pastor. Oh, well, Jesus, uh, Christmas is Jesus's birthday, December 25th. They don't mention a date in, in the Bible. Right. They don't mention, a, um, oh, yeah, we're supposed to celebrate his birthday. They, that's what the three wise men did. But it was not commissioned for us to do that. Right. Same with uh, Easter. Oh, yeah, you know, we celebrate Easter um, during this time and we're supposed to get eggs and, you know, there's a bunny. That's not in the word. Right. As a matter of fact, um, there is a celebration that we're supposed to be doing around Easter. It's called Passover because right. that's what he was actually doing, Passover. You would actually be doing more of right. an honor to him by celebrating the holiday that he was celebrating, but, you know, Logic and all that they don't—they don't really. That, that would make too much. That sense. would make too much sense. 
because like a lot of the times whenever like you just look back on the different ceremonies in terms of communion they're saying oh you know this is my body this is representative of how he died on the cross no it's not (laughs) that was the passover wine and passover lamb and the the, the unleavened bread that you eat that it was because right. it was Passover. It wasn't because of any of the extra sauce that you try to throw on it in order for your lie to be more palpable. Right. The what what what's called the Lord's Supper is Passover. It's not communion. It's not celebration of Easter. It's Passover, and that's what we're supposed to be following. So, we we have too many of. Uh, too many examples of how Christianity breaks the first commandment. Have no other gods before me. And that before in church, it, it, it means pe- people are taught that it means, you know, make God number one. But you can have all this other stuff that you follow, but make him number one. No, 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 no. That's not what it means. It means do not have other gods in front of you as though you are reverencing them. But in Christianity, that's exactly what's happening. Every Sunday, the gods that's in front of you is Baal, when you you call on the Lord. It's Apollo, worshiping on Sunday, the sun god. Horus, Isis, Helios, Krishna. All these other gods that are before you. And so you have to understand that Christianity, the, the, the practice of Christianity, Sunday worship, is literally putting other gods before you. All right? So that's that one. Second commandment. Because, I mean, it's the first four. Yeah, the first four. <laughs> the first four. Christianity breaks the first Off four. Time. All right. Off time. Yes. It's like. Dude, they 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 lied. They they pulled the wool over us for um, centuries. But most high people people are waking up. We 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 done with all the BS. All right, verse four. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything in heaven above, or that is in earth beneath, or that is in the water, or under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, Yahuwah, your Elohim, am jealous, and I visit the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. But I show mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. So again, we said this before. He said when Yahushua said in John, if you love me, keep my commandments. Where did he originally say it? In the Torah. Exodus. Chapter 20, verse 6. Those who love me, they keep my commandments. So you can't say that you love them if you're not trying to keep his commandments. But getting back to the second one, you shall not bow down to them or serve them. No carved image. A carved image is anything created by man. How many images of Jesus is in churches? All over America, and it ain't even consistent. It ain't even the real person. It ain't even the real person, and it ain't even consistent. Not consistent. It's, sometimes his hair is black. Sometimes it's red. Sometimes, sometimes it's brown. You know, eyes is always blue. 
unless maybe they're green, you know. But this the, the question is, who is this white right. person? <laughs> Wasn't nobody white in that area right. at that it's time. Like this lone white dude in the midst of uh, right. the Middle East slash Africa. Just he and nobody would have said anything about it. And but the thing is, nobody stated that. Oh yeah, this dude was white. And it was like no, that like pretty much the people in the area was black. But right. whenever you come up to a Christian and say, you know, Jesus was black. Well, I don't care what color he was. You know, he is like, come on, stop. <laughs> color don't matter. It yeah, don't. color don't. But when it comes to the person that you worship, all of a sudden you're throwing out the window. I don't know whether it's because of ignorance or it's because of fear, but I think it's because of fear. Because you fear that if you wind up finding out that this dude that you're supposed to be worshiping was black, then you're going to have to dig deeper into what are the other things that you've been lied to about when it comes to belief. Uh So it's not a matter of this. Willful ignorance because they want to avoid answering those questions. Mm-hmm. And one one thing I want to mention is this: a lot of Christians know that he wasn't white; they know he was black, but then they don't say, "Well, if they lied about this, what else could they have lied right. about? Why why don't you want to dig further?" You think they only lied about right. his image? You don't think that they lied about anything else? It was just about how he looked. Yeah. Like, how how do you um, look back on the history of how our people was treated in America in terms of how mm-hmm. um, Christianity in a, in a bastardized form, even though the form now is still bastardized, but um, they took books out of the word, uh, like Exodus, to prevent you from mm-hmm. even getting the idea of trying to overcome uprise against your uh, against your oppressor and then all of a sudden you think that they're now holding your best interests at heart they're like oh yeah you know we uh we took these books out because we didn't like you we still don't like you but uh here's your book back but we we those books back (laughs) even though it's still books that are taken out right and still being indoctrinated into a into a uh into a system that is completely about inconsistency. Yes. Yes. And if so many Christians know yeah. this, <laughs> like they know this, this is not, we ain't talking about something new. <laughs> we talking about pastors, preachers, teachers, and just regular Christians. A lot of them know this. They know the inconsistencies in the word. They know that he wasn't black. They know that they changed some things in the word. They know we're supposed to be keeping the commandments. But but won't won't say it, won't share it, won't tell his people, won't challenge the authority of the church. Because the the authority of the church is based on the authority of of Catholicism. There is no Protestant denomination, none, that does not have its roots in Catholicism. Right, no matter how many times they try to argue it, it's like, no, you, you, right. you still Catholic. It's just uh... you Catholic. You're Catholic. Your authority is the Catholic Church. Where do you think the cross came from? The cross was instituted by the Catholic Church. The cross was not instituted 
by Yahushua. He did not die on a cross. He was right. hung. He was lynched. And he was hung on a tree, according to the scripture. That word cross was added into the book. We ain't going to talk about that. Another lesson. But just pointing out that the Catholic Church was the ones who put in the cross to get you to worship a cross. And what is the cross? A carved image. Just like what he said, do not make for yourselves a carved image. And people say, you know, I don't, I don't we don't worship the cross in church. You don't? You don't? What's that song? At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, you're right. worshiping the cross. Right. You're worshiping Is it the cross. Like, so, so you mean to tell me that that giant, uh, that giant lowercase t that's always in the middle of the uh the pulpit or the necklaces that you know you wear with the you know the lower kc that that's just that's just you know for show okay yeah that's, <laughs> that's not, not an idol it's not, not a car okay well now now not one time that who should say hey yo uh my symbol will be this lower kc this cross yeah go ahead and work no he right. didn't say that you just made that stuff up because we can get, we can go into symbolism in the word like like the Lord I mean, or the or the I, famous Jesus fish. Oh, bro! I thought about I thought about going there, Doc. I thought about going there because <laughs> it's 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 what at least four different types yeah. of crosses, and all of them are connected to pagan gods. Yeah, all even of with like the uh, lesser known I, ones, like the Jesus fish that like was fairly new, where it's like, oh yeah, this is the fish because he fed those many. Uh, thousands and blah blah blah. It's like that has nothing to do with Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have the image of quote unquote Jesus, carved image. You said he didn't even he didn't say make the image accurate. He said don't make one. You shall not make for yourself a carved image. And you shall not bow down to them right, or serve them. We not supposed to have no images of, of Yahusha, of white, of black, the heavens, nothing. of the of anything like that. It's yep. like because you don't know what's there. So why are you worshiping an idea? Mm -hmm. Unless mm -hmm. uh, the Most High told you, "Hey, yo, this is what it looks like." You. All right, we back. We back. We was talking about the image. Yes, in terms of um, worshiping the heavens and the earth and all of that stuff, and those are the things that we're not supposed to be doing in the first place, according to the commandments. So, because of the fact that you don't know what's up there, right. so since you don't know, why are you worshiping it? Because all you're doing is worshiping ideas that you yourself came up with, not something that the Most High commissioned. Mm -hmm. Sure, you may your quote unquote heart may be in a right place but that he don't care about that <laughs> he told you he gave you an order and that's what you're supposed to be doing right and you know church has conditioned us to not pay so much attention to the commandments by, by just saying well, well they're done away with so we don't have to do it we just have to believe when you have to you have to think if he said that those who keep his commandments and teach to keep them will be great in the kingdom. If he said 
I don't change. If he said, blessed are they who keep his commandments because they will have the right to the tree of life. Something in your brain should say, we need to be paying more attention to these commandments as a Christian. Someone who says that they're trying to follow the most high. I ain't talking about nobody in the streets that just doing their thing. I ain't talking about them. We talking about Christians. Right. Christians. And so that something in your brain as you're reading the word should say, we need to pay more attention to these commandments because he's very clear about us making up our own stuff. What did he tell Abraham? He said, get up, go to a place that I will show you and get away from your family because I'm about to kill all of them. What, why are you going to kill my whole family? They following the creation of their own heart. They following their own idols. The reason God revealed himself to Abraham is because Abraham wanted to know who the creator of heaven and earth was. He wanted to know who made the sun, who made the stars. He wanted to know him. He knew it wasn't the idol because he was watching his father simply just the idol fell. He picked him up, carried him, tried to put him back together, fell again. He said, this can't be God. He can't even pick himself up. Right. And now all over the world, we pray into an image of a white Jesus and his people, the ones he told not to pray to any image are the ones that's enslaved by it. Are the ones that see that image and just say, hallelujah. We, we, we have to understand that Christianity has created an environment that forces us to break the commandments. Have, having images of uh, the Holy Spirit. Having, having images of, of the cross. Having images of what the Most High looks like. Of what Yahushua looks like. No one in scripture had an image. Anytime they worshiped the most high in the scripture, they lifted their hands, they bowed, or they made a sacrifice. They got a bull, sheep, they made a sacrifice. No one ever made an image. No one ever made an image. So we have to think, if he said back then that he didn't want any images, and he said he don't change, why is it okay for us to have images now? Right. That that doesn't make sense. Make make it make sense. It's make weird it because um, you, that's the common phrase that you hear a lot of Christians say. Oh, you know, I my my uh the God that I believe in, He don't change. He's an unchanging God. He you know He's Him all by Himself then now and forever. And then turn around and say, Oh yeah, you know He um. He don't pay attention to sin no more because Jesus died on the cross for that. Oh, yeah, you know, he don't um, pay attention to the holy days or the feast days because he done away with that. Oh, he um, he don't pay attention to insert thing here, even though in the word it says that, hey, yo, you need to do all of these things forever. Mm -hmm. But but according to Christians, he doesn't change. But all of the things that they hold dear to their heart implies that he changes. It, 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 it just shows the lack of challenging what we believe. 
but that's the culture that church creates. Well, you can't challenge the pastor. You can't challenge church, church doctrine. You have to believe this, and if you don't believe this, then you ain't a Christian. That's what you're taught in church. When you can simply use the Bible to disprove what you're teaching. <laughs> it's like, no, no, that that is um, psychological warfare. Mm -hmm. It's psychological warfare. And it has our people brainwashed, putting their trust in a false God, because the God of Christianity is a false God. God that Christians worship is not the creator of heaven and earth. Let me say that again. The God that Christians worship is not the creator of heaven and earth. Christians worship an aggregate of multiple false gods. Yeah. On top of that. Prayers not getting answered. On top of that, you shouldn't be worshiping the son in the first place. Right. <laughs> it's he himself said that he redirected all of that energy to the father. And that's right. who you should be worshiping, but you chose to deify his son. Right. He he is our brother. The most high is the most high. Right. He wanted to give you he wanted to point you to the source, but you wound up uh worshiping the the conduit. Mm -hmm. He was like, Hey yo, I get my I get my energy like hey yo, look, I just got this drink of water. Here's some water. I got it from that well over there. That well is the place that you should really be getting it. Hey, uh, can you give us some more water? But you can, the, the well, <laughs> the, the well <laughs> is what you're supposed to be getting. It's right, right over there. The well is over there. Hey, uh, hey, sir, can you give us some more water? Can you just go to the well? <laughs> and and that's pretty much how, how it is when it comes to Christianity. Yeah. Where you see uh, Yahushua saying, hey, yo, uh, all praises to my father. You should be worshiping my father, 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 father. And Christians like, oh Jesus, 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 Jesus. And I'm sure he probably like that's not that's not what I wanted at all. Like I I made it pretty clear that it's supposed to be this, but you guys wanted to make it something else because to worship the father would mean that you will need to hold yourself to a different standard. It's easier to worship the son because the son's not here to hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, oh yeah, you know, we'll worship the son. You can worship the father. The father is all around us. He's ever present. He's omniscient. But to worship the son, oh, you know, the son's not here. So there's no feeling of accountability when it comes to worshiping him. Oh yeah, you know, just, hey, yo, I'll just go, just, just put my word into your dad. That this is what I want, even though you right. could just bet yourself that there's a pathway there too. But it it it's it comes down to the the fact that many Christians have become comfortable believing what they believe and not wanting to change, following their own ways. And the scripture talks about that. This is exactly why he said, don't create a carved image. And he, he's going to explain it. 11. Uh, then you shall say to them, because your fathers have forsaken me, says Yahuwah, and they have walked after other gods and served them and worshiped them. 
and have forsaken me and have not kept my law. Verse 12. And you, you have done worse than your fathers. For behold, each one follows the dictates of his own evil heart so that no one listens to me. So at, at the end of the day, we, we have to realize that the reason why the Most High told us not to follow an image was because he not in the image. Whether you make it or the people before you made it, he's not in that image. He's not in the image of Jesus. Right. He's not in the cross. He's not in any of these things. He is in the heavens. That's where he dwells. That's where he lives. And so that's who we should be worshiping. We should not be focusing on any images. And Christianity has made it okay for us to worship images, put them in the church, have crosses all, all throughout the church, have pictures of Jesus all over the church. When we close our eyes, we focus on that image. Mm -hmm. When he said, don't do that. Don't do that. So again, difference between Christianity and keeping the commandments, no images. Definitely. No yeah. images. Of also, and we're also taught to ignore that portion of the word. Because whenever mm -hmm. we talk about commandments, we don't even go to the Ten Commandments anymore. We go to the first two command, all the two most important ones where it don't even mention uh, pretty much those Ten Commandments. It's pretty much a summary of the Ten, even mm -hmm. though it's like it's um, the two commandments that Yahushua was telling people is un encompasses those Ten, but he didn't disregard the Ten. It's just the summary right. of the 10. Right. Because, oh yeah, love the, love the Most High with all your heart, soul, and strength. How do you do that? Go to the Ten Commandments so you'll know how to do that from the first four. Right. Actually, all ten. And love your neighbor as yourself. Dang, how do I love my neighbor as myself? Go to the Ten Commandments and it'll uh, go into more detail on that. Right. The, the thing that we have been told not to focus on is the thing that's going to deliver us. But we, we, we got to realize that our deliverance is in our obedience. And Paul teaches that. He said, you are a slave to whomever you obey, whether it be sin leading to death or obedience leading to righteousness, obeying what? The commandments. Right. Obeying the commandments makes you righteous according to the scripture. Paul taught that. So we, we, we have to understand that these commandments is what we are supposed to be doing. Not having our own beliefs and believing whatever our parents and our forefathers told us. Because where they get their stuff from? It's lying government. That's what they got to do. Right. All right. Let's go to uh, the third commandment. Because we, we got to talk about this one. Uh, let's see where I'm at. I'm going to sleep. Okay. So, um, we were going into um, the third commandment. Right. So, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. 
for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Now, the ones who translated this scripture literally broke that commandment while they were translating. <laughs> <laughs> they literally broke it in the translation. Well, we've been conditioned into thinking that um, holding the uh, Lord's name or God's name in vain is saying uh, GD. Right. Just, oh, God damn it. And that's like, oh, that's that's uh, doing the Lord's name in vain was like that. No, that's not it at all. Right. <laughs> that's Take, Taking his name in vain does not mean you're swearing. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah. You're, you're swearing. Like, I put that on God. Like, that's not taking his name in vain. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, that, that's not it. When the scripture says, do not take his name in vain, he's literally saying, do not change his name. Don't bring don't his make name. Make his name worthless, right? Don't bring yes. it to nothing. And making his name Lord God is doing the exact opposite of what he's saying. Like the way that I liken it to is um imagine that um imagine that you're walking in a park and you uh get introduced to a new person and that new person says uh you introduce yourself as Ernest and this dude says oh okay your name's Ernest okay I'm gonna call you Jim and you're like but my name's Ernest I just told you my name is Ernest no no I don't want that I'm gonna call you Jim that's essentially from a in a micro perspective what you're doing to the most high. Mm -hmm. You are essentially saying, hey yo, I know that your name is most likely this other thing, but I'm not gonna call you that. If I do the re research on Jesus' real name, it's gonna be Yahusha. All right, cool. I'm not gonna call you that. I'm gonna call you this. That is a sign of just disrespect. Yeah. As well as bringing his name to nothing, like you, you just don't care about his name, even though you proclaim time and time again that the his name holds power, all power. So, if that's the case, wouldn't it make sense for you to actually call him by his actual name, as opposed to the name that you think that you should be calling him in the mm -hmm. first place? And I'm a, I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something, Doc. There is no power in the name Jesus. <gasps> oh, oh, damn oh. It. dang it. Oh, my oh. Goodness. I said it. I said it. There is no power in the name Jesus. Why isn't there any power in the name Jesus? Because it's not his name. Yeah. The name of the son is not Jesus. The name of the father is not Lord God. Lord means Baal. Jesus means a bunch of so stuff. Anything, but it ain't the son of the most yeah. high. <laughs> right. So if anything, you're giving um, more, you're showing more reverence to his opposition than you are to the power that right. you think you're worshiping. You call on the Lord, you call on the devil. <laughs> Baal is the devil. Right. He's not the Lord. He is the most high. 
The Most High describes him, but that's not his name. He told us what his name was. He told Moses, same one who wrote these commandments. When the children of Israel say, who sent you? Who shall I say? Tell them I am who I am sent you. In Hebrew, it's Ehayah Asher Ehayah, or Yahuwah. Yahuwah means I am, I exist. I am the eternal one. I am the everlasting. That's what Yahuwah means. That is his name. If we was to call him by his name in English, it would be I am. <laughs> right. now, he has other, other names that describe him. Yahuwah of hosts or Yahuwah of armies. Yahuwah Sikkanu. Yahuwah our righteousness. Yahuwah Nisi. So the, these are names that describe him. He is our righteousness. He is our healer. He is our banner. That describes him, but his name yeah. is Yahuwah, the existing one. Not Lord. Right. Other things are like titles or other functions right. that he serves, but his name right. is Yahuwah. He is the one that exists. Right. If, if, if you say these other names, it's like saying me, you're Ernest the gardener, Ernest the fisherman, Ernest the teacher, Ernest the father. Those, that's what the other names are. But the name is still Ernest. Just like his name is still Yahuwah or Yahuwah or just Yah. I am Yah. That's his name. Not Lord and God. And like we said with Jesus, we already talk, we talked about that earlier. Jesus, man, Jesus means a lot of stuff. It could mean S-U-S in uh, Latin means pig. Did you know that? Google it. <laughs> Google it. S-U-S means pig. Why would the father name his son after an unclean animal? He did E-S-U-S is another name for Zeus. It's inscribed on different tombs over in Greece. Go look this stuff up. And the letter J obviously did not exist a few hundred years ago. So to say that there's power in the name Jesus, because that is his name, that is a bold-faced lie. And then just right. look at the evidence. Y'all been calling on Jesus yeah, forever. Ain't, ain't no answer. <laughs> right. Since from a technical perspective, the name didn't, the name Jesus a few hundred years ago. Right. So how can it have all power for all this time when it just popped up a few hundred years mm -hmm. ago? We're using our brains. The Most High gave us brains to think. He wants us to use them. No power in the name Jesus. And that that's not his name. And we're not supposed to take his name in vain. We're not supposed to bring it to nothing. We bring his name to nothing when we call him these names. That's not his name. His name's after other gods. Lord is another god. That's Baal. Jesus, that's another god. That's Zeus. Helios Krishna is also uh, another name that Jesus Christ can be translated to. Helios Krishna. Another pagan god. Look all this stuff up. But again, this is, this is what we mean when we say how Christianity breaks his commandments. He didn't call us to break his commandments. He called us to keep his commandments. All right, let's go to the next one. Verse 8. Now, this one's a big one. Remember the Sabbath day 
to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of Yahuwah, your Elohim. In it you shall do no work, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, or your female servant, or your cattle, or the stranger who is within your gates. For in six days Yahuwah made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh. Therefore, Yahuwah blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Many people in church have this idea. Now, where they get the idea from, I don't know. They don't get it from the Bible because the Bible doesn't say this. But you hear people say stuff like, it doesn't matter which day is the Sabbath day. When clearly it does. It does matter. The Sabbath is the seventh day of the week. What's the first day of the week, Doc? Oh, it's uh, Sunday. Sunday is the According first day of the week, which will make the Sabbath Saturday. Saturday. Now, but apparently, people like to believe that you know the Most High just started on a Monday. Yeah. So, and, and what's interesting about that is that when you look at history, the Sabbath was always celebrated on a Saturday. It was not changed to Sunday until the Catholic Church got involved. Yeah. Catholic Church came in, made some ordinances. Yeah, we changing the, the, the day of rest to Sunday. And when they first did it, people didn't do it. If you look at history, do research, people did not follow what they did at first. But over time, they started making other laws, making it harder and harder to rest on Saturday and making it easier to rest on Sunday until, you know, by the time America came, Sunday was a Sabbath. And everybody just rested on Sunday and kicked it on Saturday. It just goes to, like off like kind of off top. This kind of goes to show just how how wicked the Catholic Church is. Yes. How they're they're just gearing people towards just veering off and worshiping a Babylonian type system yes. under the guise of following the word. Right. Like how what gave you the who gave you the authority to change that date? <laughs> Hey, yo, I understand that the Most High made it a whole commandment, but we're going to change the day anyway. Who who, who, who gave you that right? right. I don't call yourself, hey, yo, we God's voice on the earth. Who gave you that right? right. <laughs> but Daniel said that he would change times and laws. Didn't he say that that beast would change times and laws? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What beast was that? Rome. Last beast. Where did the Catholic Church originate in? Rome. So, change his time. And then, you know, Christians, I, I, what, I, what I think is, um, this is what I think they're doing. I think because there's no way to defend Sunday worship 
scripturally, they say it doesn't matter. That's what I, that's what I think people are doing. I think too. Because because a lot of people can defend scripturally, yeah. they'll just venture to the it doesn't matter. Just yeah. just do away with it all. Right. And discredit the whole thing by mm-hmm. saying, oh well, you know. Even though in the word it says that we're not supposed to be doing this, this, and this. Well, it don't matter. What? What? Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Instead of you actually answering to this and holding yourself accountable to the lies that you've been spreading, you just instead just choose to just say, "F it. It don't matter at all." It don't then matter. Why should people believe you? <laughs> right. Because you can't even say, hey, yo, I was wrong. It actually means this. You want to hold on so much to that lie that you don't even want to dig into why that lie is a lie. Mm-hmm. Because so it would be discredit the whole argument, the whole thing on both sides rather than actually address what's right. Mm-hmm. Just cowardice. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, and that's that's one thing that I realized a lot of it is not really convincing people to um, that, that what we're saying is right. We're supposed to be keeping the commandments. A lot of it is giving people the courage to stand up and say, I'm not going to keep doing this because the word doesn't say we're supposed to do this. Right. This isn't scriptural. I'm not going to keep doing it. it. A lot of it is courage. It's, it's fear. Everybody else is doing it. If I don't do it, then I'll be the oddball. I don't want to be the oddball, so I'm going to keep doing it, even though I'm reading stuff that says otherwise. Even though I'm seeing stuff that says otherwise. But when I think about that, I think about the scripture that says, he who does not deny himself, pick up his staff and follow me, is not worthy of me. You got to ask yourself, are you going to be worthy to get into the kingdom? It's going to require you to not do what everybody else is doing. Remember what he said in Matthew 7. Wide is the gate. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go there by. How many people you know that call themselves Christians? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, we're gonna, let's start asking just some, some questions that I'm pretty sure that people have asked themselves, but mm-hmm. just never found the answer. When you first became a Christian and somebody uh, said, you know, we're just persecuted everywhere. Did it ever occur to you? You probably thought to yourself, where? <laughs> where? Where are, is this just millions upon billions of Christians just being persecuted? If everybody mm-hmm. on your block is a Christian and everybody mm-hmm. in your school is a Christian and everybody in your state is a Christian and it, and yet your nation is deems itself a Christian nation, where are these Christians being hemmed up at right and that that was one red flag because it's like you constantly it was like a victim complex that mm-hmm. he holds so dearly oh you know they're just trying to take away our christian values no they're yep. not you ain't gonna but you are the ones in power how are you gonna be fear-mongering something that you can easily stomp out like you guys are over here going through a fake struggle. <laughs> I like how how there's like that one meme where you see the dude over here begging for somebody to save him because he's drowning, not even realizing that this dude is just sitting in the water. Mm-hmm. It's like then that's how I feel. A lot of Christians are you like you fake over here like oh we we're, we're just going through so much. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. 
when you actually start this walk of actually adhering to the commandments, things change. Stuff right. gets harder. <laughs> stuff gets stuff gets a lot harder. Right. The amount of just soft persecution that you have to endure. Oh wait, you you just you follow the commandments. What are you Jewish? No. <laughs> no, that it's in the Bible. Like it, it's actually like, don't you read the Bible? Oh well, God knows my heart. You do realize that that that's bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> that that that's really bad. Like you really should be doing his commandments because if you just relied on knowing your heart, that ain't gonna bowl well for you because the things right. that you think is right, it ain't gonna be right. He gonna be like, oh, well, I donated my time to uh, uh, homeless shelters and uh, taking care of uh, needy pets. Oh, cool. That ain't what I told you to do. Oh. Right. <laughs> a lot of people is going to get their bubbles burst when he hits them with that. Like, oh, you did that? You Wow, you actually donated your time to help out those animals. Man, let me look at the man and see if I told you. No, I didn't tell you to do that. I don't care about that. <laughs> right. But we believe. Yeah. <laughs> We went to church. Do you? <laughs> Do you believe? Get away from me. Right. You know what? You know, I'm gonna leave you to do some thinking on the other side. How about that? Right. Just do the right. thinking on the other side. Hey. He, he like he like look. Listen. I told you what people who follow me do. They do my commandments. People who love me do my commandments. People who don't, don't. Right. It's simple as that. The one, thing is, that I, the one thing that I credit the most high on all the time is that he is very cut and dry. There's no yeah. there's no uh, AO. Uh, there's no nuance that you can pull from it. When, whenever it comes to his commandments, it's either you do or you don't. That's it. Right. There's no AO. If you don't on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and there's a buy. No, it's like it's either you do or you don't. Right. And and it is a struggle. But he said, "Difficult is the way." He told us it was going to be a struggle. It's easy to be a Christian. <laughs> it, it requires it's easy to be a Christian. It, it requires absolutely nothing of you. Nothing. To be a Christian, just to believe, nothing. and that's it. And as long as you believe, then that's all that's required of you. Even though then, even though they try to make up requirements as they go along, after conditioning people that the only thing they needed to do is believe, which is mm -hmm. real backwards. You can't go go about imposing laws and edicts on people after you already sold them on, hey, the only thing you got to do is believe. And now it's like, oh yeah, cool, I believe. Well, I'm going to go home now. No, wait, hold up. We we got you. We need for you to uh, give your time. Why? Be be because that's what you're supposed to do. But that's not what you told me. Right. If the Most High said it, he meant it. He said in his word, do not add and do not take away from my commands. Mm -hmm. 
the Catholic Church add and took took away, added and took away from his command, changed his Sabbath day, made it on the first day of the week, Sunday, worshiping the sun on Sunday. Who's the sun? Satan. Who's the head God in every religion? It's the sun. Mm -hmm. That's why he changed it to Sunday. That's why they changed it to Sunday. The Sabbath. And it's not that we're supposed to be reverencing Saturday because Saturday is named after Saturn, who's a pagan god. All the days of the week are named after pagan gods. But it's just the fact that the seventh day is the week of the week happens to fall on a Saturday. Right. And so that is the day where we should be resting. We should be reverencing the most high. And so the first four commandments are broken in Christianity. And so you, you have to ask yourself, are you willing to continue to disobey the commandments out of fear, out of doubt? Because here's what's going to happen. And you'll be able to come back to this podcast and know that this, this came to pass. There are some changes coming in America and in our world where you won't be able to worship Christianity. What you going to do then? The thing that you're holding on to, the most high is cutting it off. They're already stopping you from going to church. They're opening up your church for vaccine drives, but saying you can't go and worship there. They're saying you can't, can't go to church. They're, they're constantly doing and changing things in society. They're going to make it to where you can't go to church without the vaccine. Watch. <laughs> Watch. Some people cool with taking the vaccine. Some people aren't. What are you going to do if you're one of those that aren't and you're a Christian? You have to ask yourself, these changes and these things that are, that are happening, I mean, they're happening right now. As they unfold, will you continue to hold on to what Christianity is telling you? Because clearly Christianity is not the way if it breaks the first four commandments. So I think we're going to end it there. We're not going to go into uh, the rest of those, of those commandments because there, there are other commandments, but this is the beginning of them. Right. This is the beginning. And I think next week what we're going to do is we're going to talk about um, the two days, the holy days or holidays that we're supposed to be following. Yeah, we're going to start unpacking Lent and Easter. Yeah. <clears throat> Since those are the two hot hot ones that's coming up or we're already in. We're not supposed to be doing that. We're supposed to be doing Passover, Unleavened Bread, Pentecost. No, we're not. That's done away with. I, I could have swore that the apostles met on Solomon's porch on the day of Pentecost and that was when the tongues of fire came down and sat and there was a sound of a rushing mighty wind. I could have swore that was after he died, but I thought it was done away with. That don't make yeah, sense. That was an axe. Oh, that was an axe. The, best, the book after all that stuff? That was an axe. What? What? That don't make what? So we're not supposed to do it, but they did it after he died and rose up. We, we have to follow the word. 
word don't tell us to do Christmas. Don't tell us to do Easter. Don't tell us to do Lent. Doesn't tell us to do any of that stuff. He told us these are his feast days. And you got to ask yourself, why would the church change it? The church instituted Easter. The church instituted Christmas. The church instituted these other days. Why would they change his days? Got to ask yourself that. So again, we have started this series of Christianity versus keeping the commandments. We hope that this first episode was beneficial to you, that you got some better understanding of what we're talking about when we mean keep the commandments and actually what the word says. And again, we're going we're gonna to keep saying it until we're blue in the face. Go read your Bible. Please, dust that thing off. Go read your Bible. <laughs> Go see what's in there. Actually read the commandments. Start in Exodus 20. Read what he says. Read what some of them are. Read them. Read them. And, and understand that this is what we're supposed to be doing. And when you read them, you will see that it's not the same as Christianity. So until next time, always remember, the Most High is true. His word is true. But the church is a lot. Peace.